This episode is brought to you by State Farm. There's no better feeling than a personal win, and the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. This episode is brought to you by Indeed. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash RingerNFL. Just go to Indeed.com slash RingerNFL right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, everybody? I'm JJ John Stramski. And I'm Jason Goff. And if you haven't heard, The Ringer has gone local. I'm bringing the fire. I'm bringing the rain from the Big Apple with my show, New York, New York. And I'm repping Chi-Town with my new show, The Full Go on All Things Chicago. We've got episodes three nights a week with all the reaction to the local teams and guests. Plus bonus episodes around all the big games and storylines. So whether you're uptown, downtown, in the burbs, or a transplant. Make sure you follow New York, New York, and The Full Go on Spotify or wherever you get your podcast. Welcome in to the Tuesday edition of the Ringer NFL Show. James Jones, Ryan Shazier, Jason Goff with you. We got AR, we got Chris Sutton, you know, spinning the dials as the old radio heads used to say. We had our first super wildcard weekend worth of action, a whole bunch of football, some interesting results. Let's get right to it. Debo and the 49ers going into AT&T Stadium and beating the Dallas Cowboys. I'm going to tell you all something right now. I'm not the guy who looks at laundry and thinks, oh, this team is cursed and all that other stuff. It's about management. It's about development. It's about situations. And if you rise to the occasion in those situations, losers lament is something that I hope that I don't see out of players that I, I root for. And I root for Dak Prescott on a lot of different levels. When he was going through the, the, the trial of having to prove himself in his contract year and him breaking his ankle and coming back and hard knocks and the death of his brother and everything that that dude has been through. But to hear he and Mike McCarthy uh, at the end of that game talk about the officials at all, at all, in terms of getting the ball spotted. Um, everybody and their mama was saying, get a ball to the umpires. Everybody who knew what was going on, hey, get, get a ball to the refs. He has to spot the ball. You can't start play. The 14 penalties, you know, that, that, that's the reason why you lost. Uh, the, the inefficiency in the red zone, that's the reason why you lost. I mean, this is the number one offense and one of the best offenses in all of football uh, this year. And, and for the 49ers to come out there and physically do what we thought they would do. Like, I thought the, the Cowboys would win. The, I, I picked the 49ers, but the, way, the reason why I thought the Cowboys had a chance is because at some point you're going to have to keep up with that offense. But Jimmy G and Kyle Shanahan and Debo Samuel did what they do, which is out-physical you, play-play action, and get the ball to George Kittle and, and, and those wide receivers on the edge. So I'm not the cursed person, but I'm not going to believe in the Dallas Cowboys until they win the Super Bowl from here on out. I don't give a damn if they 14 and 3. I don't care. I don't. Micah Parsons could be the next Lawrence Taylor. Uh, and I'll be happy to be wrong on all these things because I have no personal investment. So I, I'm playing with house money on this one. But 
for them to blame the referees and all the other things that, that transpired, Mike McCarthy talking about like when your coach talks about it, that that's when it gets a little that's when it gets a little weird. But yeah, they, they lost the game because they were undisciplined and they thought that since they were at home, they could just roll out the stars and the 49ers handled them. That's why they lost the football game. I got one thing I got to ask James before he go. <laughs> After you catch the ball and you get tackled, what did the coach tell you, James? But in a two-minute situation? Any situation. Give the ref the ball. Oh, yeah, 100%. Give the ref the football, man. Especially in a time like that. Number one, I absolutely love the call. If Dak would have slid five yards sooner and gave the ball to the referee, now you are at the twenty yard line. You got a you got a hell of a shot to throw, run any really play you want to get a shot at the end zone. Dak ran the ball too long because he seen all that green grass in front of him, and he like, let me get some more, let me get some more. No, boy, the clock is on our t- is not on our side right now. Get down. But yes, even with that said, when he slid, it was five seconds left. You set the ball down. Give the ball to the referee, man. And then the referee right, gonna right. set it down right there, and you be able to spike that thing. But at the end of the day, I picked the 49ers to win the game. It's a lot of people who picked the 49ers to win the game strictly because the way the 49ers was playing football. So it's not a surprise. You know what I mean? This ain't this ain't one of them surprises where we like, whoa, the Niners. No, the Niners, the Rams messed up. Yep. They let the Niners in the playoffs. They messed up. The Niners is playing really good football. They playing bully ball. They moving people out of the way. Jimmy G is not making a mistake. He might make one a game. You know what I'm saying? But Cal Shanahan is running the air out of the football, getting the ball in his playmaker's hands, and they amped up on the defensive side of the ball, man. And we knew it was going to be hard on the Dallas Cowboys. We knew the Dallas Cowboys really had to go out there and play their best football. You're not going to beat the 49ers with all them penalties and all that. You're barely going to have a chance to beat them if you play your best football. And that's why a lot of people pick the San Francisco 49ers to win that game. You know what I mean? So – I mean, at the end of the day, it was a good game. I mean, the Cowboys battled back. They tried to make mm-hmm. it a game at the, at the end of the game. But it was just too much Niners, which a lot of us thought. You know what I'm saying? But as for Dak Prescott and Mike McCarthy, to be honest with you, I feel like Coach Mike is letting that, that, uh, that stardom, that Dallas Cowboys star on the side of the helmet kind of get to him a little bit. Because I played for Mike for seven years. You know, Mike was always – my fault, our fault. Ain't got nothing to do with nobody else. That, that That's strictly how Mike was. I, I learned a lot from Mike. I teach my kids that now. I tell my quarterbacks and all that now, you throw a perfect pass and they drop it, it's your fault. I just want them to build that, you know, hey, I'm the leader of the ball club. I take it all on my chin. It's my fault. Like I tell the kids after every game, we win, lose, whatever. It's coach's fault. You know, I know my son out there fumbling, but it's my fault. That's how Coach McCarthy is, though. You know what I'm saying? So, for me, when I when I heard him say that, I'm like, "Come on, Mike, you know, don't let Jerry rub off on you like that, man." I know Cowboys days put a lot of pressure on you and all that, but hey, that's our fault. You know what I mean? They played better than us. They beat us. Right? You see, you see him shooting his man some bail there. You see the you see the side. You see the, you see the back door. Like you know, it must it must be the star on there. Must be Jerry, man, acting different. Right? Exactly. I, yeah, I, I'm only I'm only saying that because I don't know Jerry and I know Mike. That's it. it must be Jerry. That's it. You know what I mean? Right. I'm just going off. I'm just going off of what I know, but. But that, but that ain't Mike. But when I say that, I'm like, come on, man. Get the Niners they credit. You know what I'm saying? I know at the end of the game, you Cowboys fans, what the ref and them, all that doing in the way. But you got to, like Ryan said, you got to hand the ball to the dang ref, especially when you're dealing with a couple seconds. I can't wait to see. 
because we went through this with Jimmy Graham a few years ago, right, where he was lining up a wide receiver enough that he wanted wide receiver money. I can't wait to see what's going to happen the next time Debo Samuel get paid because, you know, the care, the touches that he's getting. Is he in the more receiver? Yeah, he don't get receiver money. He's kind of getting ran into the ground because <laughs> of how versatile he is, right? So if I'm getting six or seven targets, I'm getting, I'm getting 11, 12 rushes a game. Like we talk about MVPs, it's going to be the, the sneaky, the sneaky like inside football pick to 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 choose him as your MVP or vote for him in the top three as your MVP. But there's not a lot of people that bring a lot the energy that Debo Samuel bring on a weekly basis. DeAndre Hopkins got the market set right now at, I think, about 20 a year. Devontae Adams is going to shatter that. Debo going to be right under Devontae. He a number one receiver? He a number one everything. Easy. It ain't, it ain't even a question. Debo is a monster yeah, out there. No, he's a monster. He's a monster. But he's like a better Cordell Patterson right now. Nah. He he a better rece- he a better receiver than Cordero. He can't even put Cordell Patterson in the same sentences. He a playmaker, but he a much better receiver than any other playmaker rece- playmaker that we've ever right. been around. Like, Debo is a true receiver. He just a monster with the ball in his hands running. And Kyle, like, shoot, I could put him at kick return. It's going to be hard for him to tackle him. So I might as well toss it to him and hand it to him because they can't bring him down anyway. You know what I'm saying? And then I'm going to get him in this pass game, and it's going to be one-on-one tackles, and it's going to be right. But he, Debo going to get 20-plus a year. They ain't close. All right. It's time for us to get to my Buffalo Bills. I want. Uh, I, I don't know if mine. y'all saw uh, yeah, yeah, we 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 to that point now. I don't know if y'all saw the drive chart, but it went touchdown, 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 touchdown. That's a, Brian Daybowl is walking into all these interviews, putting his feet up on y'all conference room table and saying, "What you got for me?" Because I'm the touchdown maker. It, the Patriots got worked and it's poetic Man. justice because Man. all the things that happened throughout this season, like. College football for me for a long time, like I couldn't get into it because your quarterback didn't matter enough. And then it transitioned to like, okay, your quarterback has to matter. You can't just win a national championship with a game manager. Mac Jones is going to be a fine quarterback, but the way the game was taken out of his hands in certain instances throughout the season and only relying on defense, only relying on the special teams, and then allowing him to make a few plays here or there. Yeah, they treated him like a rookie quarterback should be treated. But at the same time, I was waiting for the NFL to treat him like a rookie quarterback. And when you get jumped on and you got to start shooting from deep and you don't have shooters, that's what happens. Like they got, they got jumped on, <laughs> and you don't want to be shooting from deep against that defense. Right, exactly, <laughs> exactly. You know what I'm saying? I mean, shoot, that's that's they the number one defense in football. But to be honest with you, and Ryan, I don't know if you watched the game the same way I watched the game, but I felt like in that game that the Buffalo Bills said, "Y'all remember last time they came in our building." Y'all remember we stood on this podium and they said that them boys bully y'all. You know what I'm saying? What happened? Yeah, y'all Michael remember? Hyde and Jordan Poirier were hot. It's it's just <laughs> the energy and the effort that I seen from the Buffalo Bills across the board. It was unmatched. I'm like, it ain't even close. They're not even playing as hard as these dudes. It's so you know, like, you know, like it's like you go into a game and you don't really like somebody, but they don't know. And, 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 and through and through that game, they like, dang, right. What's wrong with him, right? Yeah. <laughs> he trying to, 
he's trying to smack me every play. Like, man, you know, he getting up, he pushing my head on the ground and all that. Like, what's wrong with him? That's how the Buffalo Bills is playing that game. Like, the Patriots was looking at him like, what's wrong with him? What you mean, what's wrong with him? Hey, you know what it was? It's it's, it's a fight on the next block that your boy ain't tell you that you got beef on the next block quit. And you just you just walk on the next block like, hey, man, what, what happened over here? Like, I'm going to fight with you. They ran the football the way the Patriots were supposed to run the football. We've been talking about the Bills running game all year long. Devin Singletary went in there and got, what, 16 carries for 81 yards. Josh Allen played damn near a perfect game. I mean, that, that if they're going to put up 40 on Bill Belichick in the pit, now it's a different situation. We'll get to what they got coming up this week. But, yeah, man, I think that was the statement of the week, not just the 49ers, but the Bills and what they did to the Patriots. No, nah, they, they basically said, hey, I'm tired of hearing all y'all talking about what we can't do. I'm tired of this saying we getting bullied out here. Hey, <laughs> hey, I'm about to I'm about to turn up on you. And that's exactly what they did. They say, hey, they say, and, and the thing is that's so funny, is like everybody's like, man, you can't throw in that cold weather. They was like, damn right, we can. You damn right we can. <laughs> with 13 degree weather, they ain't give a damn about none of that. They ain't give a damn about none of that. Yeah, that defense was all over Mac Jones. And yeah, like you said, uh Jay. That's the really first time that he's really been behind the eight ball and you got to bring your mm-hmm. team back. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And like I said, that's the wrong team to try to do that against because, I mean, they're a big-time defensive football team. You know what I'm saying? But And they got 7D linemen that they rotate in and out of that joint too. They were on his head, but it was it was really a, a true beat down. You know what I'm saying? And like I said, like I said, I blame Bill Belichick on this for not having his team ready to play. And you don't never really say that. You ain't never, ever. Never, ever, ever said that about a Bill mm-hmm. Belichick team not ready to play. You know what I'm saying? You say that about the other team. But he didn't have his boys ready to play for this energy and all that type stuff that Buffalo brought. You know what I mean? It meant – you could tell playing the game, it meant more to Buffalo. But you know – but, James, you know what you did to them last week. I mean, the last time you saw them. You you know that you – you know they're going to come out. You passed the ball three times. And that's why it's key that you get your football team ready for this emotional ride that's about to go on. And how it's about to be a challenge in that. We know all the X's and O's is the same, but they finna come at yeah, you, man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, but Buffalo ain't playing. Like, y'all the standard. You Bill Belichick and the Patriots, even with Tom ain't there. Y'all, last time y'all was in this building, you threw it three times. Like, they finna come at you. Bill did not have his team ready to go mentally. Because they got out there and got hit in the mouth, and mentally they never responded, ever. Uh, all I know is by part 11 or 12, I said, man, Matt Jones is playing well, but I don't believe in him if he can come back and win the game when he need to. I, I, I don't know if y'all remember that. Uh, we remember. But now we're saying it. Now we're saying it in the playoffs. It's just sometimes situations getting put in front of you, Hey, you, you know when you play spades, you're looking at your hand, you're like, man, my hand fired, my hand fired. And that's exactly what Matt Jones been getting all season. <laughs> and then them, them boys in the playoffs, they they dealt that them, dealt them cards. That boy looked at his hand was like. He had a three of diamonds. He had a five of hearts. <laughs> and they about, to run, they about to run a dime on us really quick. <laughs> They trumping everything. They trumping everything, man. You know what I'm saying? I ain't got no stage. That first, you get that cut on your first card. Like, oh, you you cutting already, huh? Every time he threw, they yada too. They They were playing with him. You went down 14 to nothing, and from that point on, you were going to kind of say. And listen, 
These are the moments that careers are built on, right? Because if Mac Jones goes on to have himself a stellar career, he can come back to his first playoff game against the Buffalo Bills where he was down early and couldn't, you know, didn't he hadn't, he hadn't had enough experience to go through what he was supposed to go through in that first playoff game or whatever the case may be. But, I'm, you know, I haven't believed in the Patriots thing the entire year. Right. I mean, you, at some point, you're going to have to put up a, a decent amount of points in playoffs to make a long run. Uh, they only score 17. And of course, Buffalo took their foot off the gas a little bit. So uh, they move on now to a, a, a much tougher contest. The Buccaneers Eagles game. I mean, we could have we could have kind of, you know, the, the way the Eagles was going to stay in that game is move the chains and run the football as much as they had the, the previous five or six games. Uh, Tampa Bay wasn't about that, even though Tampa Bay came out kind of shaky in that first quarter. Like, Philadelphia had a chance. They had an exploitable window in the first two or three possessions of that game, but they could never get it going offensively. I felt bad for Philly. And I didn't feel bad for Philly from the standpoint of, you know what I mean, you going up against Tom and they just better. Philly is really better than that, man. You know what I'm saying? They they really better than that. Like, I know everybody's putting up stats now. They ain't beat no playoff team and all that type of stuff. Like we always say on this pod, you play who on your dang schedule. But what Philly did to get into the playoffs was run the air out of the football and play good defense. Man, they come out in the game and you letting Jalen Hurts try to go blow for blow with Tom. Yeah, 43 throws. Man, hand the ball off and run the – that's what y'all been doing. Utilize Jalen Hurts' legs. That's what y'all been doing. The coach, when the Eagles fans was yelling, run the ball, he was passing the ball all over the yard. Then he said, I'm finally going to listen to these Eagles fans. And they went on this win streak. He went back to doing what he did when they was losing games. You know what I'm saying? I love Jalen Hurts. Mm -hmm. He needs to work on his accuracy. We all know that. He has to develop that accuracy. You got him dropped back in in this pocket. Yes, dudes is open and you looking at the plays after the thing on the little little iPad, whatever you looking at, you know, the little Surface, Microsoft Surface and all that. But at the same time, that's not you guys. You guys run the ball and play defense. Your defense was getting after Tom playing lights out. If anything run the ball, and maybe you look up in this fourth quarter because you done ate up some of this clock, and it's 7-3, 14-10. You don't know. You know what I'm saying? But he coming out of there, they getting stops, and he trying to throw the ball all over the yard, man. I'm like, run the ball. This is not Philadelphia football this season. Y'all going back to doing what you did when y'all was losing games. You know what I mean? So I was just sitting here watching the TV, and I'm like, it's only a matter of time before Tom Brady and them strike because the defense tired. They've been out there all game, and then it don't help that you muffing punts and throwing picks and turning the ball over. You know what I'm saying? The Eagles had to go out there, run the ball, play good defense, and not turn it over. They played good defense for about a quarter and a half. They did not run the ball, and they turned it over. And that's what happens. You get blown out playing against Tom at on the road. Boston Scott had one carry for 34 yards. That was the touchdown. But other than that, 16 carries for 61 yards on the day for a team that needed about a buck 20 at least if they were going to beat this Tampa Bay Buccaneers team. And they needed about 30 rushes. I will ask you as a defender, Ryan, situationally, like we talk a lot about how, well, the teams of this record, this, 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 when they run the ball 25 times. Obviously, if you run the ball 25 times straight in the beginning of the game, you're going to lose. So when you see a team who's usually a run-based, run-heavy team not 
be able to get their run game on track. Uh, what are the what are the determining factors, especially in this game? Like, is it is it just play calling? Is it a look that that they're being shown in that Tampa Bay Philadelphia game? Because Nick Sirianni is a guy who, um, you know, we had commended him for, uh, you know not planning on having Jalen Hurts being your starting quarterback, but molding your offense and your play calling around having him be your starting quarterback. So when they don't reach that number, when they don't get that, what is it? The, is it the run fits that you're showing? Uh, it's, a, it? it's, a, it's a few different things. So basically going into the playoffs, obviously the playoffs are a little harder. You're playing better teams. But every you you know the identity of the team that you're going against. It's a few, it's a few teams that have like a balanced identity but it's not a lot of, and one team that does not have a balanced identity is the Eagles. So basically going into the game, Tampa Bay, they was like, we're, first of all, we're getting Shackenberry back. You know, we're starting to get healthy and we get Levante David back. Everybody's saying we're not stopping the run well, but if you get two all pros back, you immediately stop the run better immediately, <laughs> you know? So, so they was trying some things on the, on the, on the uh, offensive side of the ball but when you start to get guys that have experience and knowledge of the game and understand what you're trying to do, they're always going to be a step ahead of you. And then they already know that we're not scared of you throwing the ball. We're not scared of you throwing the ball. And we understand that our defense, the weakness is our pass defense, but your pass defense is a lot stronger when you're not scared of somebody else throwing. You know, so basically they already said we're stopping the run. We're going to force Jalen in the pass. Every time they ran the ball, they, they did a read option a few times, Jalen getting tackled in the backfield. They did runs. You're getting one or two yards. Now, if you're getting third and eights, you, you're forcing Jalen to make a play. And then, like you said, you know that Tom Brady's going to step up in a, in a matter of time. I remember when I was playing with the, with the Steelers, when we had A.B., Ben, Martavius, and all those guys, we was like, man, if they start off slow, we know all we got to do is stand up for a little bit because they're going to catch, they're going to they gonna turn on. They're going to turn on. And that's exactly what happened with Tampa Bay. They start off a little slow, but they defense was like, we're going to stand up for you. And then after a while, when you're down 14, it's hunting season because now we know like 14 in the first quarter, you know, they can still run the ball, but, you know, they're going to be more pass heavy than run. So you already know in your head, it, it went from 70 30 run to 50-50 or 60-40, you know, and then now you're kind of like, man, I'm I'm ready. I'm ready for this pass game. And when and when you're when you're focused on stopping the pass and you know that's all they're gonna do, the game's over. They they shut down Dallas Goddard. They told they said Devontae Smith ain't about to get nothing. And y'all gonna beat us with everybody else. And obviously Jalen Hurts does not trust everybody else enough or he's not accurate enough to throw it to everybody else and the defense just feeds on on whenever they when you try to do something. And his two picks, I mean, there were mental lapses. I mean, you you can't jump past you know a bracket coverage over Levante David and then the late ball in the corner of the end zone, uh the second pick. I mean, you know, you got to take care of the ball, especially when you're going up yeah. against a team that can, you know, put up points. They don't know AB, obviously, no Chris Godwin, but they still got Rob Gronkowski and Mike Evans. I think people forgot what Mike Evans right. was three years ago and when we were talking about him being one of the top six or seven receivers in the league. So, uh, yeah, uh, the the outcome was what I think everybody expected, just not in that way, not in that fashion, not in that manner with Jalen Hurts throwing the ball 43 times. 
This episode is brought to you by State Farm. There's no better feeling than a personal win, and the State Farm personal price plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. This episode is brought to you by Modelo. What does a true fan look like? It's cheering the loudest. It's never missing a game, no matter what. And for that, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Because you are a fighter, and Modelo is your reward. Modelo, the mark of a fighter. Shop delivery or pickup options near you at ordermodelo.com. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois. And now we, we're going to get to the, the two games that my, uh, my, my partners in crime may not want to really get to. We'll, we'll, we'll go Raiders-Bengals first. The Bengals get themselves a, a home play, uh, a playoff win. Not just home playoff win, but a playoff win for the first time in 31 years. Yeah, Bengals fans crying. In my into, lifetime. Yeah, right? Yeah, don't you making us feel old out here, Rod. Calm down, bro. I'm just I'm 29. they 31 years. That's crazy. Again, points those stands. You're making us feel old out here, bro. <laughs> it's a momentous occasion in Cincinnati. And Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, Joe Mixon said it a couple of weeks ago, just because they got the striped helmets and they got that orange and black on, if this was any other team with a different uniform with a, I guess, um, an ex- expectation to be this good, I think we'd be treating them a little bit differently. They, You know, the Bengals might mess around and, and get themselves to the AFC Championship, man. Yeah, the Bengals is problems, and I knew that going into the game. I picked my Raiders just because, you know. Right. Got you. Like I said before the show, once a Raider, always a Raider. I picked my Raiders, but I knew I knew it was going to be tough, man. You know, the Bengals came in this thing playing really good football, beating up on the Chiefs. You know what I'm saying? Jamar Chase, JoJo Burrow, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, they got it going. JoJo Mixon. Only thing I was disappointed into that in that game is the Raiders' defense. We've been playing – Solid defense on the defensive side of the ball. Mad Max Crosby and Gawkway getting after the passer. You know what I'm saying? Moving them off the spot. I want to say started the fourth quarter, they had one punt. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Number two, we was out there kind of like the Dallas Cowboys. 3,700 penalties. Yeah. I'm like, man, is we going to hold on every play or what? What are we going to do? That's the Raiders for you, though. You know, you beating yourself up on the penalties and your defense is not getting off the field. That's a formula for losing. I was even surprised that Derek Carr had a chance with the ball in his hands at the end of the game to go win it. I mean, to go tie it. Or if they going to go for two, whatever you're going to do. But to have a chance to go win that ball game. And they really was a couple plays away because if the ball don't bounce off Buddy Helmet, Darren Waller walking yeah. in for a touchdown. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I do not like the last play of the game because I feel like I love Zay Jones, but I feel like the ball needs to go to Renfro or Darren Waller, period. And the ball need to be in the end zone. Darren Waller on that clear out. If if Derek would have made uh would have waited a little bit longer on that clear out, that out route, you know, the you saw the concept slant, slant in, you know, slant for the wide receiver, out route for for Darren Waller. I'm thinking the same thing. Like last second shot. I need the money. I need the money. Last second, I gotta go with Hunter Renfro. I gotta go with Darren Waller. And then not only that, even if Zay catch that ball, so yard short. I mean, but at the end of the day, I mean, shoot, when you get out there and you on the road and you have all them penalties, you 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 really not gonna have a chance to win the ball game, especially against a high powered offense like that. 
You know what I'm saying? Like JoJo Burrow, that, that is a high-powered offense. Wherever they go, it's going to be tough to stop them. They go into Tennessee, it's going to be tough for Tennessee to stop JoJo Burrow and that high-powered offense. They clicking right now. You know what I'm saying? And if you get penalties and all that, you're not able to sustain drives like the Raiders wasn't early in that game and they're giving Joe Burrow and that offense multiple shots to go down there and score points. It's going to be tough. You know what I'm saying? And the defense, like I said, they wasn't getting no three and outs. They wasn't forcing any punts. It was tough, man, but, hey, kudos to the Raiders and everything they've been through, you know what I mean, to get up in that point. Yeah. The Cincinnati Bengals was just too much, man, you know what I mean? They had to go on the road and play their best game, and they've been in playoff. I took them, too, because they've been in the playoff mode for the last three weeks. Yeah. You, and all your games the last three weeks been win or go home. So I'm like, okay, Cincinnati ain't been win or go home. I like the Raiders. They done been battle-tested and all that type stuff. But Joe Burrow, the real deal. Yes, he is. Joe, Joe, Joe yes, Burrow, the real deal. He back there cool and calm. He like ball in my hands. You know, everything going to be all right. Name four quarterbacks better than him right now. It's going to be tough. And if, he, if you do, it's going to be an argument. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, hey, 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 Rye, was that the coronation? Is there is there a new king in that division? Hey, all I'm saying is the, the LC North is a very strong division. You know, it's a very strong division. And, and you know, the Raiders, they're in a very weak division. Oh, man, here they go. The Raiders in a weak division now? Hey. Just, 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 just a team that went to the Super Bowl twice in a row in the division. The best, one of the best young quarterbacks. Yeah, they didn't beat me. They've been beating oh. up on that sorry division. They destroyed Ryan's division this right, year. Right. You know, just hey. Justin Herbert in there. Chargers, you know. Chargers beat up on the Steelers and all that. Just Justin Herbert, Derek Carr in there. You know, Broncos hey. just a quarterback away from contending. That's it. This all I'm saying though. This all I'm saying. The Broncos trash. Chargers. <laughs> Trash. Wow. Raiders. They, they didn't make the playoffs. Wow. They didn't make the playoffs. Wow, man. Y'all shouldn't have been in the playoffs, man. <laughs> they got the same record as y'all. Y'all needed 17 games and a tie to get into the playoffs. Didn't What's you? the record for the Chargers? I just know they beat the Steelers. No, they 8 and 8 or something, right? No, they, they 17, 9 and 8. 9 and 8. Oh, they're, not, they're 9 and 8, right? You know, Willie. But no, we only got seven losses. Y'all little time saved y'all, man. Y'all don't really beat up on each other. Y'all just air it out and, you know, y'all play air raid over there. Y'all just air it out. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Y'all ain't playing football. Y'all play at seven on seven. Hey, no, nah, but the thing is, I'm, I'm, being, I'm being funny. You know, they got really they, yeah, have, sure. they got really good teams over there. I'm going to be honest, you know, like, to be honest, the whole season, everybody been knocking us the whole season. Like, from, from week, I think we start off with one and three or something like that. Though. Yeah, and, and deserve it. Deserve it. Right. That's not true. That's not true. Not even you. That's not true. Not I definitely you. said we're making the playoffs. I said that. But you know, we end up we end up running we end up running to the juggernaut of the, of the, of the Chiefs. I feel like if we play anybody else, it would have been in the AFC. It would have been a closer game versus anybody else. And what's crazy though, if your offense gave you anything, as I'm watching the game, I'm like, damn, the Steelers is in this thing. Like TJ Watt taking it over. It's second quarter. The Steelers is up seven zero. They kept getting the three and outs and getting the ball back to Big Ben. And Big Ben said, thank you, but you back on the field in three more plays. You know what I'm saying? Like, they, they wasn't here. I'm like, man. Like, Big Ben and them didn't move the ball none, man, until the end of the game where the backups was in the game. And I'm like, come on. Like, the defense is helping y'all. Yeah, it should have been 21-17 at halftime. Yeah, T.J. Watt and Cam Hayward and them came out there. Man, I want to say they – what three or four three and outs they had a tip pick and they had a touchdown all in the first half 
and the offense gets the ball and they went three and out every yeah. time. And then Najee Harris chooses the you know the the worst time in this first season to fumble the football. He he had he had he had fumbled in three hundred plus carries. I'm just talking about early in that first half. They had a chance to really go up in that game, or even just move the ball and keep Patrick Mahomes and them over there. And even if you get up three, you going into halftime t- halftime ten zero. Well, we know what their limitations have been all year long, though, right? I mean, it's been on the offensive side of football. T.J. White and Cam Hayward have been, you know, outstanding. I, I mean, I love Devin Bush, you know, Michigan dude. So it's just, you know, it's it's tough to see Ben go out like that. I definitely feel it was tough to see Ben go out like that, you know, especially with him being a Hall of Fame quarterback. Obviously, he's an undoubtedly Hall of Famer, you know. And to me, man, I know that the Bills, it said, you know, kickoff, touchdown, 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 end of the game, right? But I'm going to be honest, bro. I felt like I've never seen the teams go 28 unanswered points so fast, bro. That's because y'all were tired. The defense was on the field the whole game, man. Oh, no. It is, we just ran into we just ran into a buzzsaw, man. I, I don't even know what to say. You know, like, Ben, ben could have played a little bit better. The offense could have played a little bit better. Najee's been trying his heart out. You know, he's been trying his heart out. You know, it just – and then for some – I think, to me, it's just weird. Like, the Chiefs, when it comes to their team, it's like every year is like, yeah, they have a terrible defense, but then playoff time, their defense just want to stand up. They flip a switch. Yeah. This year they got Melvin Ingram. And for whatever reason, that that changed the dynamic of their defense. Frank Clark was out there making plays uh, against the, the Steelers. I mean, they, they have enough players on the defensive side of the football where they shouldn't have a terrible right. defense. And then they, they flip a switch and they turn into playoff mode. This episode is brought to you by Indeed. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Ringer NFL. Just go to Indeed.com slash Ringer NFL right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. I was traveling internationally last year. I was in Mallorca. I didn't know the island well. I said, let me head to the north, head towards the water. Let me go on Hotels.com and see what they have available. Something preferably on the beach, maybe even a gym. Not only did I get those things, there was a kid's session with exercise, gymnastics in the water, pony rides, a train. It had everything, and I didn't even want any of those things. But at least I knew they were there just in case I changed my mind. And now finding the perfect hotel has never been easier thanks to the Hotels.com app. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly, right, all-inclusive or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings, and amenities side by side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app. Rams, Cardinals, um, I saw your NFL Network cohorts, Andrew Hawkins and the boys, talking about if Cliff Kingsbury <laughs> can hit Lincoln Riley up and, and say, hey, hey, you think you still get that deal with Rockefeller? Because, man, man. Uh, 11 points on that turf, like, the, you got a fast team. And I know DeAndre wasn't out there, right? And that's a big, big loss. Don't get me wrong. 
but you got to put up more than 11 against the Rams. I mean, Vaughn Miller was out there looking like Super Bowl MVP Vaughn. You ain't, you ain't in the playoffs. You ain't beat nobody with 11. Ain't nobody. Ain't nobody. This whole playoffs, uh, Saturday and Sunday, score 11 points. Yeah, we score, we score more than that. I'm a bigger Matt Stafford fan than the people around me, right? But the whole, oh, the narrative of Matt Stafford never winning a big game can now be put to bed. Hey, y'all. He was the number one pick in the draft. Like, like Matt Stafford ain't no bum, right? So some of those losses that he took in big games were because of him. Some were because of the Lions. Don't get me wrong. And the football that he played the last three weeks of the season, there was a reason why people were talking like this. Like, people acting like it was just made up out of whole cloth. It's like, oh, don't get back on the Matt Stafford bandwagon now. Like, wait a minute, dog. He, the results are the results. Like, this is year 12 or whatever it is, and this is his <laughs> first it. playoff win. The things that he that has been said about him have been deserved up until now, and he's reached that point where he's got some dogs around him. He's got a play caller that's play, that's, that's in Sean McVay. I mean, yeah, like, both things can be true. Like, he could he could have underwhelmed in a, a bunch of big game performances or big game moments previously and then did his job when it came to this one. And on top of it, Odell Beckham Jr. was out there playing like a madman. They running the ball between the tackles. They- I didn't know that the Rams ran the ball between the tackles. It's the second most in the NFL this year. Like, I know they-, they rely on a power running game a lot more than people would think because, of course, Cooper Cup and what they could do through the air. But they got back to running the football back. They got they got Cam Akers back. They got their dudes back. Allowed the game to be simple for Matt Stafford. Defense wasn't giving up anything. Yeah, when he when when he ahead, Matt Stafford looked like a a, a lights out quarterback, you know, extraordinaire. But let's not act like the moments in the previous decade didn't happen for everybody to jump on TV and jump on, you know, radio now and act like Matt Stafford should be, um, you know, not just celebrated, but he did his job. He's the number one pick in the draft. He's he's had terrific arm talent and been a terrific, tangible quarterback for a long time. He just hasn't gotten the results. I'm going to be honest. I don't know if Matt Stafford compared to all the other top quarterbacks in the league, has had a team as talented as this. Like every other t- quarterback, like top quarterback in the league, they've always had like talented teams around them. Like they not always, but like they like they'll have a year or two, like they'll have a really talented team. I feel Matt mm-hmm. Stafford, he'll have a talented player, but he never really had talent. Like he get like, oh I can go to this guy, I can go to this guy, I can go. It was just like I'm throwing it to Calvin. Everybody else, I don't know what the hell y'all doing. I'm throwing it to Cal. Mm-hmm. You know, but now mm-hmm. I feel like he really has a squad that he's like, man, I can throw it to Vance. I can throw it to Cooper. I got a running back. You know, like, I feel like every other every other quarterback, like, you know, Aaron Rodgers, he could just play with, you know, Tim, Joe, and Harry. But still, he, he's, he's – Damn, you just going – he's going – he's sitting right here. <laughs> he's just he's, – he's right here, dog. They basically say, I help Aaron. All the passes was perfect. That's all good. I, I don't know if you know who led the league in touchdowns. No, but James, James, I know what you're saying. With Jordy, James, Cobb, you know what I'm saying? They got a nice run the game behind them. You know, Ben had AB, you know, all these guys. Tom Brady got all these guys. Phillip Rivers, you know, even like any quarterback you name, like got all these guys. But the only person you can really think of, that was with 
Matt Stafford was Calvin. Nobody else. Like, he had Mike Williams and all those guys. but He never really had a running game. He never really had the, the uh, defense. The line's just been bad. He had solid talent on the offensive side. They tried to help him on the offensive yeah, side. No, not but even close. just as a team, no. And I tell people all the time about Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady. Aaron Rodgers had a top 10 defense in the National Football League twice. He lost in the NFC Championship, won the Super Bowl. Tom Brady has had a top 10 defense every single time he has been to the Super Bowl, won or lost. Five of those times he won it, they were a top five defense. So Matthew Stafford has had some skill positions around him, but just total team. When you talk about Vaughn and Aaron Donald and his defense helping him out and what he has on the offensive side, that helps you. And I know they only count the wins for the quarterbacks. They don't sit there and say Ryan Shazier lost to the Ravens this right. many times and Ryan Shazier's record is this. They don't, they don't say all that. They only count the quarterbacks. So, you know, that's part of being a quarterback. You're taking the wins and the losses. You know what I'm saying? But he's never had complete teams to be able to help him. He's won games this year throwing three interceptions because he's on a complete team and the defense backed him up and went out there and got some stops and they find ways to win games. But we all know Matthew Stafford is a special thrower of the football. I don't care what team he's on. We always going to see him making special throws. He'll turn it over every now and then, but he's a special thrower of the football. Last night, we seen him different arm angles of him being a special thrower of the football. You know what I'm saying? And he made the play. The defense got after Kyler Murray. It was embarrassing for Kyler Murray and the Arizona Cardinals. And But that's what I've been saying about Kyler all year. I truly believe Kyler is going to be a bona fide MVP in our league. He's going to win it three, four times before his career is up. He's just that talent, running, throwing, all. He's going to win the award three or four times, oh, yeah. strictly on his talent and what he has. And they're going to be just keep building around him and making sure he has the pieces around him. But right now in his career, and it's a podcast, you can't see me, but he's just up and down. It's too many throws to where we say, what is he doing? And it's a lot of throws where we say, oh, my goodness, buddy about to be he that dude. You know what I'm saying? And he is going to be that dude. But right now, it's just too many throws to where you like, what's going on? Like that Carson Wentz throw he threw from the end zone. Mm -hmm. What are you doing? You know what I'm saying? On the screen pass to, to James Conner, firing it at him right there. Play catch with your running backs. We know running backs barely can catch already as is. You know what I mean? You got to put a little touch on that. But it's just too many. And we've seen it in the last game they played the Rams. Just too many. And all season, too many up and down games for him to where it's throws to where we like, what is Kyler doing? Is he going to be special? Absolutely. Do I believe he is going to win multiple MVPs? Yes. But right now, where he's at right now, it's just too up and down for him right now. Last few minutes of the pod, we get a chance to preview the divisional round starting on Saturday. Bengals traveling to Tennessee. We do not know the status of Derrick Henry as of yet. They're trying to make, you know, get him, rush him back and make sure that he is part of that equation so they can have a little bit more balance going up against a, a potent offense. What's your pick, guys? Bengals, Titans. James, we'll start with you. Man, I like JoJo Burrow, Joe Mixon, Tyler Boyd. Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, the defense is playing lights out over there. They got this young little defense over there moving around. I like JoJo Burrow and them going up in there and upsetting Ryan Tannehill. And I always go off a of quarterback play. I don't see Ryan Tannehill outperforming Joe Burrow. I don't care if he's at the, the, the local public park. 
I, ju I just don't see him outperforming JoJo Burrow. You know what I'm saying? And I love the Titans' defense. The Titans play really good defense. I love their defense. But JoJo Burrow and them got it going on the offensive side. I don't see the Tennessee Titans be able to, being able to slow them down. I like the Bengals' defense being able to slow down the Tennessee Titans, even with King Henry, more than I like them trying to slow down Joe Burrow. I like, the, I like Cincinnati in this game. All right, Ryan. Let's move on to 49ers-Packers. 49ers traveling to Green Bay. Green Bay is a six-point favorite as it stands right now. It's going to be cold, obviously, a night game on Fox. Who you got? Debo Samuel versus Aaron Rodgers. Where you going? Hey, the spread six, oh, they're going to win by like 15. I understand they're a physical team. They're a real physical team, but it's nice being physical in 70-degree in, in, uh, weather in San Francisco and in, in the in inside a dome in 70-degree weather in, in the dome. When it's, you know, 13 degrees, in Lambo, it's, it's a little bit, it's a little tougher being physical out there, you know. And so, I'm, I'm gonna have to go with Aaron. Um, you know, he 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 has all his weapons available. He has a, a really solid defense. Um, I think I think this is gonna be a, a match made in heaven for the AFC. I mean, the NFC Championship. So, I think Aaron gonna pull this one off. I'm glad you said that, but I'll be lying if I said I was scared, boy. I'm worried too, man. I I am. You know it's gonna I mean? have to be the AJ Dillon game. It's, it's, it's hard for me to go against Aaron Rodgers at the crib because, I mean, Buddy don't lose at the crib too much. But it's just something about clicking and feeling like you're untouchable at the right times. And I don't know why I just feel like that about the Niners. They, I just feel like they clicking. They feel like they untouchable. I'm scared for my Packers. I hope my Packers cool them off and kick them up out of the playoffs, man. But this is going to be a good one. This, this, this is going to be a good one, man. Yeah, I think this is going to be the best game of the weekend, to be honest with you. Uh, Rams, Buccaneers. James, where are we going? You got Hollywood versus Tom Brady. I think Tom is out early. Hmm. Tom is out early. I, I mean, I mean – Tom Brady, we all know, to win a Super Bowl, you need luck, you need skill, but you need a lot of luck. A lot of things have to go your way. I tell people all the time, man, when I think about us going on the Super Bowl run, we needed a lot of balls to bounce our way. We needed a lot of luck. That's just, that's just part of it. Were we a good football team once we hit the playoffs? Yeah, but we needed a lot of luck. If you look at Tom's Brady run on the Super Bowl, he's made a lot of plays, but it's certain plays you like, boy, that is so lucky. He's had a lot of luck to go. And I just think the luck runs out, man. I think too much Von Miller, too much Aaron Donald. You might not have your best uh, offensive tackle, your all-pro tackle in, in Christian Wharfs, and you trying to go out here and, and stop Leonard Floyd and, and Von Miller and Aaron Donald. And we've seen what Philly's defense did to him early in the game. I just think this is the game that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers get exposed on offensive side of the ball. The main reason they do not have Antonio Brown and Chris Godwin. I think this shows up big this week. They was able to cover it up against Philly. You know what I'm saying? Because Philly couldn't score and Tom and them defense was putting them in really good field position. But this game. I think it's going to show up that they need Antonio Brown and they need Chris Godwin. I think this defense, Jalen Ramsey and them, going to get after Tom. I think Tom and them boys going home. All right, the final game of the weekend. Two young guns going at it. Josh Allen versus Patrick Mahomes. Bills traveling to Arrowhead Stadium in Kansas City, Missouri. The Kansas City Chiefs are only a two-and-a-half point favorite. So, Ryan, we'll start with you. 
Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, that Bills defense versus Andy Reid's offense. What do you got? I'm going to be honest. I said both of these teams are going to be out early this season, and both of these teams are still here. So uh, I, I do not know. Um, this is going to be a really good game. I, I know y'all said that 49 game will be a good game. I think it's going to be a really good one. I think that the Bills might pull it off, and the reason I feel the Bills are going to pull it off is because of their defense. The, the Kansas City has a really good playoff defense. They play really well in the playoffs. But I feel like the Bills have something to prove, especially after the last few games that they've been playing. They've been just showing everybody that we're not we're not messing around right now. Josh Allen, I feel like he's on fire. Um, I just feel like he's 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 in a nice little groove. He, him and Stephon Diggs, and the Chiefs have nobody to handle Stephon Diggs at all. And I just think that they're just they're cooking with gas right now. So I'm gonna have to go with the Bills on this one. I just it's hard for me to get that first game that they played this season out of my head. The Bills beat the brakes off the boys. And the Bills, I feel, is better than they are this time going in there than they were last time. You know what I'm saying? And I know the Chiefs is playing a little better, but I I, I think, man, I think Josh Allen and Buffalo is going to make another statement. Yeah, I'm going with the Bills as well because I've been riding with the Bills all year long. <laughs> so I'm not going to change that now. All right, there it is. All right, we got through this thing. No skirmishes, no arguments. Both y'all teams got eliminated. Everybody stayed cool. I'm, I'm feeling good about this. Oh, uh, here you go. Got to end yeah. it with that. Huh? My, my team may get eliminated. I said the Rams make it to the Super Bowl. Hey, Pack still in there. Pack still in there. Raiders. Uh, look, look at both of them, ladies Raiders and gentlemen. Look, the bills a little bit. Pack still in there, man. Look, look at these two young men running from reality right now here on this podcast. Uh, I'm just waiting for Brian Dayball to be the next head coach of Chicago Bears and Justin Fields. That's all. I'm just sitting in the cut. I got no. I got no dog in the fight right now. All right, we thank you guys for listening to this episode, the Tuesday edition of the Ringer NFL feed. Next up on the Ringer NFL show is the Wednesday show with Kevin, Nora, and Mallory. We'll be back next Tuesday. Check out the full go with me, Jason Goff, every Sunday, Tuesday, and Thursday night on Spotify or wherever you get your podcast. Our engineering credit goes to Chris Sutton on this episode with production supervision from our guy A.R. Arjuna Ramgapal for James Jones and Ryan Shazier. I am Jason Goff. Thank you so much, everybody out there. Make sure you take care of each other and please be safe. We'll talk to you next Tuesday.